Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop to have conversations about the gospel with your friends and with your families. My name is Charlotte Pressler, and I'm the Director of Formation at the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. And I'm the Reverend Hannah Wilder, and I'm the Vicar of St. Mary's in the Valley Episcopal Church in Ramona. And friends, you will notice that our third voice, um, our friend and co-host and colleague, David, is not with us today. He is on vacation with the family, and we hope he is enjoying his time set away. As is our favorite pastime here on the Faith to Go podcast, we have the Reverend Hannah Wilder with us in his place. Welcome, Hannah. I'm so happy to be here. Of course, I love David, and I hope he's having a nice vacation with his family, but I'm really happy and honored to be here. Thank you for asking me. I love it. I love it. And Hannah, how many times have you been on the Faith to Go podcast? This is actually my 22nd time, if you can believe that. I I mean, I can and I cannot. It's both and for me, as is almost everything in life. Um, You are basically a co-host in and of itself with 22 appearances. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Thank you. And as feisty (laughs) as ever. I know that normally we don't ask you to reshare your context because you've been on so many times, but I also know that the Holy Spirit has moved in some new ways in your life. And I'm wondering if you might share with us your current context. I'd be happy to. Yeah. So I'm in Ramona, which is a suburb of San Diego City proper. It's about 30, 40 minutes outside of San Diego. And it's pretty rural. There's a lot of horse ranches here. There's a lot of more conservative leaning folks. And so it's really important to have an Episcopal church here that is open and affirming, might even be known as the gay church in town. I mean, I just love that Um, (laughs) because, you know, there has to be some church that I think is affirming for people that have traditionally been kicked out. So that's who we are. And it's super fun. And I'm just getting to know people here. We have an awesome community garden and do a lot around Earth Day that I'm looking forward to. And I'm just really happy. Like I, w- I was just walking in today and just being like, God, I'm so lucky that I get to be the vicar of St. Mary's Ramona. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah. I know some of the people there at St. Mary's. And I have to say that what my my lived experience of the people in that congregation is that you are exactly right. What a joyful place to be. You know, it it does feel like an amazing synchronicity like they're very social justice oriented and I feel like that's where my heart is too so I'm really excited to get in there get to know people meet with the principals of the local schools and get to know the ESL teachers and just get to know this community and where God is working well and speaking of where God is working that does take me to a logical question to ask you which is Hannah where have you seen God moving in this last week Well, I'm going to stretch it back to Christmas Eve, if that's okay, because (laughs) I really felt God's presence in the the Christmas Eve family service. It's my first Christmas here. It's my first Christmas as a priest on my own in a church. So of course, I'm feeling all of my own like hubris, ego, anxiety, like I hope it goes well. And I hope, you know, that we're welcoming the newcomers and all the stuff that you think about, right? And then of course, it goes completely differently from how I pictured it. And (laughs) I was like, oh gosh, this is terrible, or that's terrible, or the timing here is messed up, and why are we spending so much time on this children's pageant, or whatever. But honestly, it was, as I was preaching, the pageant itself was glorious. Like, kids came from all over, and were participating in telling the story of Jesus being born, which is awesome. 
in and of itself. And this one girl lost her tooth during the pageant and she looks at me and she just like hands it to me. <laughs> so I just took it and I like handed it to her grandmother <laughs> and we were, we were just laughing, you know, it was just, it was so great. And then another little kid that lives at camp came and he was like, just such a soldier. He was like an angel soldier. Like his job was to stand up there and just be an angel. And he did it like so seriously. It was so cute, you know, and that's his first like Christmas Eve pageant experience. And then, so then I was preaching and his little sister, who's also from Camp Stevens, doesn't go to church normally, but she kept running up to me and putting her arms up so that I would pick her up. And so I just did. I just picked her up while I was preaching. And then she'd want to be put down 30 seconds later, you know, so this happened. And then I noticed that in my sermon, I was saying, you know, God shows up. That's what Christmas is about. God showing up, the incarnation. But when I would say the words, God shows up, she had just climbed into my arms like three times that happened. And I was like, that is not a coincidence. <laughs> and I think I even said something. I was like, great timing. And isn't it true? Like God is in children. God is in us. God is in the connection and the love with each other. So I definitely felt God in that moment. Oh, Hannah, that's enough to like make me want to cry with those happy, overwhelmed tears. Um, yeah. God does show up. And and sometimes it is in the joyful exuberance of children um, or anybody who's looking to be lifted up. I mean, just just the beauty of that and to have had that on Christmas Eve, just glorious. Thank you. I'm so happy to be able to share that because it's been just filling my little heart with joy ever since. Yeah, it has. Well, thank you for sharing it with us. And for all of you listening, as always, we would love to hear from you where you have seen God moving, um, how you relate to the gospel, all of those things. And the many ways that you can get in contact with us are located in the description of this podcast um, or on our website. But we would really like to hear where have you seen God showing up as was exhibited on Christmas Eve in your own life and in other places. And I think that that takes us to our conversation around the gospel this week. And I will read it for us in just a moment. We will be hearing the gospel for January 15th, which is the second Sunday after Epiphany. Um, you'll hear it the week before, as always, but the gospel will be for the week of the 15th. And this week we are hearing John chapter 1, verses 29 to 42. John saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him. But the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. 
One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which translated as Peter. Thank you, Charlotte. And just a little bit of context. So last Sunday was the baptism of Christ in the Gospel of Matthew, and we are continuing with that baptism narrative. We're just in the Gospel of John now. But don't lose track of the fact that in year A, which we're in, our primary gospel text is Matthew. And I'm really excited actually for the season of Epiphany because there's such great Matthew readings coming up. But it's also great to be taken out of the regular flow of Matthew and to get these interspersions from the Gospel of John. So that's how the lectionary, you have the three synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So there's years A, B, and C. And then you get John interspersed throughout And John, as a gospel, tends to be more reflective and to offer a counterpoint to the synoptics. So last week we had Matthew's account of the baptism of Jesus. And then this week in a counterpoint, an enriching and maybe a nuancing voice, we get the gospel of John woven in here with the more like philosophical reflections on the baptism. John is interested in just telling the story in a different way. The synoptics tend to be more kind of like narrative and the facts with some punchy details thrown in. And John is more reflective and just, he has a different vision, let's say. And I think that allows us to step into the story and to look at it from a different way as well. Thank you, Hannah. Um, So as always, after we have heard the gospel and received a little bit of context, we like to jump right into our points for the week. This week, I have our first point, which comes in John's experience at the beginning of the gospel. And as I was reading through the scripture this week, I was noticing that that twice in that first part of the scripture, we hear that John did not know. He says it right there. He says, I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason that he might be revealed to Israel. And I love this idea that John is doing what he is told, right? Like his experience of God and of the spirit has him doing what he is told, but that he doesn't know who Jesus is or who Jesus is going to be. And so he is doing what is expected of him, realizing that the revelation will come as he is doing what God has called him to do, that in his living and breathing everyday life, that then Jesus will be revealed to him by following and by doing these things. And so this past weekend, I had an experience that I didn't realize was going to connect to this gospel, and yet it does. We were making dinner for friends last weekend that were coming over, and I had found this recipe online. I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the podcast but before, but Hannah, you for sure know that my husband is a chef by trade. That is his background, what he went to school for, and that he has spent his entire life doing that. And so preparing recipes is something that is very common for him. Sometimes he chooses to follow the recipe and other times he decides to go a bit rogue. Almost always that is successful in part of it. But this recipe that we were preparing to have with friends is a volavant, and it had really specific instructions. So you would take the puff pastry and you would cut out a circle of it and lay it on the parchment paper. Then you would cut out a second 
circle of the puff pastry and cut a ring out of the middle of it. So it made a hoop and you would sit that on top. And then that piece went in the refrigerator. Then you would prepare the filling. And after the filling was prepared, you would scoop it into circular mounds that you would freeze. So they had to be frozen overnight. And then at the time that they are to be cooked, you take the frozen disc and sit it in the puff pastry in the oven. Now, we could have an entire Holy Spirit conversation about puff pastry and the way that it rises and its unexpectedness, for sure. But the piece that was mind-blowing to me was how did the person come up with this recipe? Like the number of times they must have made it unsuccessfully because none of this filling leaked out and the pastry still rose to its full height. And in order for that to happen, the puff pastry could not be frozen, but the filling must be. And as I was thinking about it, about the scientific nature of it and the trial and error that went into this and the trust that was required on our part in assuming that the person that created this recipe really knew what they were doing, including Tim, who thought that he probably knew better, but having to trust this recipe and do it the way that it is. And then I get this gospel reading the next day. And so I've been thinking about that this whole week, about what are the ways in which God calls us, in which the Spirit is moving in our lives, and we are being called to a specific set of actions. And that those actions, whether it is justice work that we are doing, whether it is welcoming that we are doing, whether it is polishing the brass, um, whatever it is that we are being called to do in our own ministry context or in our own personal lives, that the actions of following and of doing those things is what creates the space for the revelation of God in our midst mm-hmm. of the, you know, God shows up, taking it back to your God sighting, that when we are doing those things, those what can oftentimes seem like monotonous things, or maybe that they aren't as needed as maybe the glamorous things in the world. But when we are doing those things, we actually are creating the space for God to show up and the space for us to notice God moving. I love that, Charlotte. I love that. I have a friend who would often say, more shall be revealed, more shall be revealed. And it's just so helpful in thinking about all the crazy things that happen in our lives. I also like thinking about it in terms of the Episcopal liturgy and just like, it's not so much about what you believe or how you believe or how strong your faith is. You show up, you go through the motions of the liturgy, And that in itself creates a container for the divine, you know, even if you're not feeling it or whatever, it still creates a space for that. So I love that. Hannah, thank you for that. Because like that totally is my experience of the daily office Mm -hmm. um, is that sometimes I just need to show up and, and, and do the prayers. And in those moments, I create the space to crack open and and to be connected. So thank you. I feel the same. I have had the same experience and and that relates, I think, to what I was thinking about with this scripture, which is a really cool passage. Thinking about my ministry context and being like the gay church in Ramona, this idea of come and see really spoke to me because I feel that's what like queer and trans Christians are doing now. Like it's in so many places in, in the church that I see and that I know. It's not a come and look through the window and gawk at all the funny queer people. (laughs) It's come and get to know us. Come and experience our lives as people of faith. Come and see how we live out our faith in our ministry context and our, you know, what is God doing in our lives? And, And it's through that. It's through listening to people's stories, telling your own story, being engaged, 
being in relationship, like that's how relationship grows. And that's how our Christianity and our faith grows. I think it's, it's also what brings down the barriers to, you know, the idea of having a, a queer child or a trans child. It's like, we'll get to know someone who's queer or trans. And then it's not such a big, scary, horrible thing. Like actually you can live a very fulfilled, healthy, happy, wonderful Christ-centered life as a person of faith and as a queer person or a trans person or whatever, you know, it's like, it doesn't have to be a horrible like death sentence for your child or for like the person that you know, but you've got to come and see, you've got to come and experience it and just understand that that is God's work too, because Christianity is relational. It's not just you with your Bible in your little room, understanding what you understand about the scripture. No, Christianity is about, like, I truly believe we can't see and know God without connecting with others, without having those experiences and questions and challenges and getting to know one another. That's how we know God. So come and see, come and see. <laughs> well, it's important to come and see, and it's also important to go and tell, maybe coming on the heels of Christmas a little bit. So come and see and go and tell, I think are equally important in that lived experience because we are all deeply loved um, and cherished. And it is through being in relationship with each other that we more fully understand God. Absolutely. God is multifaceted, you know, and I love what um, the executive director of Pride, Fernando Lopez, talks about. They say that... um, there was Adam, right? And Adam was male and God took the rib from Adam and made Eve a female. So that was like the first trans human being. <laughs> so God is trans and, and like trans people are opening us up to that reality and understanding and how amazing that the Episcopal Church has finally caught up and is very supportive and, and outspoken about that. But yeah, it's there were some hard years there for sure. And the church has a lot to to apologize for, to answer for. So Hopefully we're doing that in this generation. And proclaiming God's love, right? Like proclaim it for all of us. Love always. (laughs) That's right. right. Are you hearkening back to the glorious Good News Festival, (laughs) Hannah Wilder? Oh, the Good News Festival. I'm so glad that came up on this podcast. Yes, it was fabulous. It was so good. And Michael Curry's message, you know, through God, I, I mean, God's message through Michael Curry was love, love always, love is the way. Well, and that, my friend, takes us to our two points for the week. As always, I love being in conversation with you. It enriches my own faith journey. To summarize them for our listeners today, uh, mine came from the beginning of the scripture, and it was that invitation to consider how John didn't know. And yet in doing what was expected of him, he created space for Jesus to be revealed and how we have that same opportunity in our own lives. And then the second point was from my dear friend, the Reverend Hannah Wilder. Hers was about that come and see how that invitation is for all of us to experience each other in our full and beautiful, colorful beauty, naming the (laughs) fact that as queer people, as trans people, that we are beloved children of God and that being in relationship with each other helps us to be in closer relationship with God in the seeing and knowing of that. You have a third point this week that you would like to share. We invite you to send it to us in one of the ways listed in the bio. Come and see us on Instagram, call and leave us a voicemail, all of those glorious ways that you can be part of this community. Because as always, you are the guest that is not here on the podcast with us, and we want to hear what it is you think. 
So Hannah, if people want to know more about your current ministry context and what you are up to, how can they um, get in contact with you or find out more? Well, we have an active Facebook page. So that's a good place to start. It's facebook.com slash S-T-M-A-R-Y-S Ramona. So that's St. Mary's Ramona, but the saint is not spelled out. So that's a good way. You could also check out our website, which is not that great, but we're working on it. stmarysinthevalley.org. So stmarysinthevalley.org. Just give us a few weeks and it'll it'll probably be better. <laughs> well, and also there's an invitation in that to just show up in our current state and know that God loves us just as we are, right? That's and right. also I've always thought that your congregation has the coolest name. Like I love St. Mary's in the Valley. Like there's just, it just paints a picture in my head. So. Oh, that's beautiful. It really, and it is in the Valley. And I wish you could see out my window. It's lush and green and. So friends, for all of your conversations around gospel, we are your one-stop shop here at faith to go And until next time when we get together, from Hannah and I and the soon-to-return David, we say goodbye, everybody. everybody. <laughs> I Thank love you. being on the podcast. Thanks for inviting me. You're it's so always- good. <laughs> <laughs>